Hello people, people of the planet. You found it, Radio Kak Kak Live. Only live radio in your ears today. On the 2nd of August 2020, the year of the great the year of the great madness. The corona crisis and all the other types of madness that you may encounter. The world is on fire, but I'm also on fire. I will set you on fire, hopefully. Only live radio, which is also a podcast, but it's also a story and it's also a game. And especially between me and you, it's also a secret society. We are here, we convene tonight. It's 9.38. The weather is nice in some parts of the world. It's very bad in other parts of the world. No more waiting. Depending whether you're live or in the podcast, we gotta change our identity. I already assumed the identity of Father Molotov, which is standing in his living room in a hiding place. In the, I, he is one of the custodians of the building where the first virus was discovered by the Western white man. And now the virus is coming back. So we are here. The virus is outside the building and we are inside the building. Sending out a radio signal to anyone listening. Please help. Only to 
together we can do this. These fictional characters, by the way, very similar to my real self. And by the way, you didn't know, but by listening this, you are also entering the body of a fictional character. Hello, fictional character. Choose your superpower and uh, stay with us. You are part of the story. In fact, you are the hero of the story. I'm just here to help you out, mentor you, and make you use my superpower to help you. And hopefully you can help me a little bit. But you are the hero of the story. At least your story. I might be the hero of my story. Just like life, this fictional world. But the only difference is you can get points. How do you subscribe? It's very easy to join the game. You just have to send me your player name. And I will subscribe you. And and if you go to the link, you also see how you can get points. But I'm gonna give uh, the next challenge for this episode. <sighs> Here we are, standing in front of each other. All the things you could put in your ears today, you put this. That's fantastic. Let's make the best of it. But if you are a spy or a hacker or an artificial intelligence or someone from the far future who found this tape and say trying to figure out what the hell went wrong around 2020 you are in the right place because today we have a fantastic guest who has found wisdom and will share it with us Because this is my special superpower, my one and only superpower, is that I can summon more fictional characters from a different dimension, and they come here, they speak in the radio with a, in the radio with a real life to me and you, and they tell us a bit of what they learned in this planet, so that we can use it on our planets before the show finish and we all go back to normal life. And today we have a fantastic guest. It is a surfer, a mathematician, a footballer, a bookworm. He has found a secret in a book and he rides a convertible car. He is, ladies and gentlemen, Leroy Steele.
Hey Leroy, you are on air, you are the air. That's amazing. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you so loud and clear, it's fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, I'm good, uh, Leroy. How is life with you? Where are you? Can you disclose some detail without putting yourself in danger? <laughs> very hard, <laughs> of course. I'm behind walls. I'm within a very enclosed space. But I've got a very good view of my surroundings. And I'm uh, watching, watching the surroundings. What's in the surroundings? My surroundings, well, on the other side of the houses i see a naked man closing the curtains <laughs> it's beautiful except for that except for that there's very little light i hope this is not too much information already no i think you can say in which city you are it's uh it's amsterdam oh did you say the real city it's a real city <laughs> it's a real city <laughs> i know one too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hey yeah. how are you man i'm doing good i'm doing good I'm very excited to be on the show. How was your day today? I had a very, very long and very active, interesting day. Can you disclose uh, some juicy detail? Some juicy detail? Um, I went to Bert, Broodje Bert, oh. and I bought a, a brie and tomato sandwich. And afterwards, I got a turmeric ginger shot. Which was extremely spicy and extremely uplifting. Okay. Are you still uplifted from it? <laughs> I'm still uplifted, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What is it? Is it like something you put in your veins? <laughs> it's not, it does not come with a needle or any... Um, <laughs> no, it's a drink. But it's extremely good for your health and for your throat. So it's I also good against Corona. It's very good against Corona. It is maybe the vaccination for Corona. <laughs> it could be. But, but uh, so you mean that Corona exists? Corona exists, my dear Molotov. And also the listener who is there. Say hello to the listener. Hello, listeners. Hey. They are hyped up. They heard that you found a secret. So, what is your superpower, Leroy? So, I think you already introduced my superpower. And oh. the superpower, of course, is that I can read books like no one else. Wait, how many books do you actually read? Yeah. I was on a secret mission two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I was in the woods. And there was no one there. There was only moose and meese and little foxes. Um, and I think I read uh, six books in those two weeks. Which Wait, how many books did you read? Six. In how many days? Fourteen. Oh my God, that's impressive. <laughs> really? I cannot believe it still myself. Wow. Did, and uh, before the week before, how many books did you read? I was not on a secret mission and I was in Amsterdam and I think I read half a book, but I do not remember. 
Okay. Half a book in one week is still quite good. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. I hear honest impressive. <laughs> My offline listener here says, oh, he doesn't have children. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very correct. It's accurate. <laughs> but not all people without children read so many books. So That's also true. And this is why I summoned you to this dimension that doesn't fully exist, but it does for a little bit. For these hours. For this hour, I wanted to you to share something that you learn for all of us who don't read that many books. I love to buy books, but I don't really read them. Or I, I read think one in I think four. that that books are very beautiful as well. Yeah. So I think that even having them gives a certain sense of um, influence to you that you feel inspired to maybe one day read it so i think it's it's good to buy them even if you don't read them yeah i kind of think like uh, maybe if i one day i can open a library and people can <laughs> read it read them for me and you can share with the rest of the world yeah <laughs> maybe after they start to burn all the books you know if uh, democracy collapses and uh, ignorant uh, dictators take over the world and ban the books, we can hide our books. But you in your safe place, where we can of course not disclose where it is, you will have all the books of the world and the information that can then rebuild. No, only the one, only the one that like catch my attention <laughs> when I'm browsing online or in a secondhand shop. And what is the book, uh, the book um, genre that you like best? You I mainly that? read uh, a lot of um, non-fiction, but uh, I'm a bit bored of it, so I also try to get my hand on some fiction once in a while. But now I'm reading two books. One is about what money is, and the other one is uh, about it's a real book written by a professor. And the other one is uh, the good omen of uh, what's it called Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. I only read like five pages. Ah, but you've already got a small impression. Yeah, that sounds like very that. cool. And what is money? Because the book that I was going to tell secrets about already <laughs> tells of one thing about one thing about money, which yeah. is a very big uh, point of of uh, of. of of the book is that the reason that money once was introduced into this world was to be able to uh, uh, to, 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 to ask money and put people in debt. Is this something that is also disclosed by your book? Yes, it's confirmed that uh, the way money works is sort of a certificate that someone will give you something back eventually exactly and so what is what is what is uh, a scary thing of course is that it's actually a tool to oppress people does that make sense um, yeah but it's also a trade you know it's also a trade yeah it's also a trade. I oppress you you oppress me <laughs> sorry I oppress you you oppress me yeah, yeah, it's, it's a true oppression. <laughs> <laughs> no, the interesting thing in that book was that uh, money, uh, you can use it 
as a as a group together all of us society we can either spend money to improve the situation development but you can also just use it to make rich people a little bit richer and this is something that that has tended to happen lately yes we don't like that we do not like that hey but the what should we do Should we disclose the secret or should we maybe let this song play and then disclose the secret? Let's do that. All right. Song it is. Hey, Leroy, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. Um, uh, now is the time where, since you are live on uh, public television, you can say hi to your uh, family and friends. Thank you. I want to say hi to everybody in this world. I want to say hi to my family and friends. But above all, I also want to give a shout out to a former speaker of this show, Mr. Doctor or Mrs. Dr. Wow, who in this show gave a 
a recommendation on a book which was amazing. It was Shantaram, and I think it's a very good book that everybody should read. Like it was already said by Dr. Wow. Dr. Wow, if you're there, thank you for sharing Shantaram with Leroy in this episode of 2012, <laughs> 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 which Leon found. Leroy found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, great, it's also. Yeah, great. Is that how your superpower started through this book? It is something that gave um, that extra tingle. Okay. It is always, I have to, like, I think you know that. It's a very long and difficult journey to, to get a superpower because a superpower starts to be a talent and it becomes a natural talent, a super talent, and it ends up to be a power and it has to then evolve to a superpower. But it's a good description. Is, yes, it's a very long journey, of course. And one of those steps was definitely given by Dr. Wow. All right. Um, um, basta. Enough nonsense. Let's get Enough to business, because these people are busy, you know? They have to go. We're already chatting and crapping. But uh, we, we are here to share a secret, which hopefully will help us in this uh, situation that we're in, this crappy crappy situation called the human condition <laughs> <laughs> most definitely what's the secret or well, the secret is a big 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 secret and it's also about the crappy human situation because one of the secrets is that actually we human people we don't know this but actually, it's very nice and very good and very human to be nice. It, oh, it's human to be nice. It's human and nice to be nice. It's nice to be nice. So tell us about how you discovered this. On my secret mission, I was reading a book. And this book is a book written in Dutch. Um, by Rutger Brechtman, and in Dutch it's called The uh, Meeste Mens Deugen, which translates to most people actually are nice, <laughs> which is, of course, not to be believed. But in English it's called A Humankind, A Hopeful History. Humankind. A Hopeful History. And what the book actually does is it tries to retell history and try to explain to us how this world is not only um, uh, that that not only humankind is not nice but that humankind actually also is nice and that the individuals on this world are nice yeah are you saying that i'm nice i <laughs> You might be the exception, but I do think <laughs> that you are very nice. Are you also nice? Me, I, I cannot, uh, I cannot disclose this. I think. And the listener? And the listener is most definitely nice. I think you they are, are wonderful. Nice, 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 right. nice. And then uh, this is a, uh, and the why is this? 
so exciting that uh, I had to summon you over here. Well, I think that what is very important is that uh, to, to to remember is that the the people the people in power they are in power because they protect us, they help us be safe, they help us to have a living, they help us to uh, be able to have food and drinks and be allowed to have children and chicken and uh, convertible cars. <laughs> But we forget sometimes that they also help themselves uh, to be rich and sometimes become richer. And what is very important is that they, the rich people, the, 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 the world living capitalists, the, 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 the people that we do not like, that one of the reasons that they can be in power is that they give other people the idea that they are needed to be in power. And what are they needed for is to ha make us safe and to give us food and to give us chicken and to give us convertibles, to give us moose and, and, and children and everything that we want. But sometimes they also change the real view of this world to let us think that we need them. And they let us think that we need them to protect us. So we need rich people to protect us because we, as a humankind, are believed not to be nice. And what is very cool about the secret in this book is that it says, well, all these rich people are talking bullshit and the media owned by the rich people and by the Russian hackers are talking bullshit <laughs> because we actually are nice and we don't need people to protect us from ourselves. So are you saying that the book says that people are nice And this means that uh, we don't need powerful people anymore. We don't need we don't need powerful people to protect us. They're not there to protect us. We don't need to be protected. We can be free. We are safe. We are safe. But uh, is there still evil? Because <laughs> one of the evil. big premises of this radio show is that we are against the forces of evil. So if you now tell me everyone is nice, there is no forces of evil, I'm going to close. <laughs> <laughs> of course there's forces of evil. Oh. You're completely right. Great. Oh, yes. <laughs> forces of evil, if you're listening, greetings to you. We respect you as an enemy and we're going to get you down. We're going to defeat gonna you. We're going to get you down. We're going to beat you in. Exactly. Molotov, tell them. With the power of loving kindness, we love you, forces of evil, and that's why you will be destroyed.
So Leroy, it's nice to be nice, and people therefore are nice. This is uh, the message that you discovered chilling on a hammock in the Swedish forest. How do you know that people are nice? What about like people that skip the line at the bakery and uh, all the nasty things people do? All the nasty things that people do. Um, so. One of the things that is very important to remember is that one of the biggest evil things in this world, I think, are wars. Yeah, I hate them. Actually, I'm, uh, I'm going to get them down too, because we are in here for world peace. Exactly. We are here for world peace. And the funny thing is that wars, we always know, they are very bad. But they keep on happening. Yeah, um, all the time. And all the time. And what happens in wars, what makes us so sad is that things are destroyed and people are killed. So much suffering. Suffering. But then what happens when you look close to wars? I mean, this is a secret, of course, in this book. And I'm, I'm, I'm announcing it as if, as if I am the founder of these, these secrets. But it's not true. It's Rutger Bregman. And uh, other. Uh, Are you pretending uh, to not have written the book, Rutger? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not only read, but also. No, no, no. That's but, what uh, uh, usually people do in this show. They're anonymous, so they promote themselves in third person. <laughs> 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 just it's, to protect themselves. But maybe I should stop this whole anonymity because it's just. Uh, If people are nice, there is no Russian hacker trying to get us down. Yeah, but the thing is, Pietro, is that the forces of evil are there. Molotov, sorry. Yeah, the powerful people, the, the powers, uh, they are against us because we are just organizing for a better exactly. planet. So in the book, they look at wars and they start to look at one of the most famous wars in history. So one of them is the... Uh, the United States Civil War. And they talk about the knives that you can put onto your rifles. And they, uh, in those wars, and that the most famous battle, they found out that 99% of these knives were not used. And the reason for this is that people do not want to use their knives because they do not want to kill other people. So the bayonet on the rifles of people in World War II were never used. No, this is the Civil War, but oh, he sorry. also talks the Civil about... War. The, the American Civil War. Exactly. So the soldiers didn't want to kill each other. They didn't want to kill <laughs> each other because they were too nice. But the powerful people wanted them to kill each other. And then another example that is shown is the First World War, in which only 10% of the foot soldiers actually killed someone, of the British foot soldiers, and the other 90% did not. And How did they find out these kind of things? Um, they found out through surveys of the soldiers. So they... Uh, you, when you wrote this book, you went to look at surveys between soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> of World War One. 
So no, you didn't take the survey, but you found the survey, or the writer the, found the survey. <laughs> exactly, the writer found the survey. Wow, and the survey and you actually they actually go to a soldier and tell them, did you use your bayonet? Yeah, no, no. With the bayonet, it was done through uh, archaeological uh, findings. Oh, they actually inspected the bayonets. All the bayonets on that battlefield. Oh, on a specific battle. In the battle. civil war. Yeah. They were all super sharp, like never used. Exactly. What a waste of bayonet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was not very sustainable. You're right. But and also another thing is that people in World War One, the Germans, the French, and the British, they were just uh, during the first Christmas, they were doing Christmas parties together. Although there were the days before they were shooting at each other. Oh really? And they did on in 1914. They were just <laughs> they started to just have a Christmas party together. And uh, how did and I find they, that out? Well, because they just so it, so. It's written in some journal. No, all the all the people they tell it, and also the. The generals of both sides—they were very, very angry about it because <laughs> a general. Oh, it was against the really will nice. of the generals. <laughs> yeah, it's not really nice for a general if your army starts <laughs> partying with the. <laughs> it's terrible. And the next so day, they went back to, ki to kill each other, super hangover. So the generals were extremely mad, and they started uh, because the thing is. For foot soldiers, it's very hard to kill each other, and they are get very friendly with each other. But for aeroplanes, for example, so for the fly, the 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 the, 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 the air force, it's easier to kill other people because they don't see the people. You know, they fly over, they drop yeah. bombs, and they fly mm -hmm. away. So then it's easier to be not nice. And what the generals did, they just started to bomb the other uh, the, the enemies all the time whenever they started to be friendly people but there's also accounts of a couple of uh, places where they stopped fighting altogether um, and they just chilled and then sometimes when they had a general inspection then um, they would start shooting but they would always just shoot too high to miss <laughs> the, the other side and which 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 war was this this is the World War One, and this is and something that it's historically confirmed that people were just stopping shooting unless a general was passing by. Exactly, <laughs> and it was even so bad that once that once there was a retreat of precision, so that I think it was that the French a French squadron that retreated, and that the Germans didn't find out for another half a year or so. That the other side had retreated because no, for half a they year? never they never they never shot anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so they were there at the front, but there was no no more front. No. Wow. And I think that this this fact is so incredibly interesting that people are just too nice to actually fight. Even in the World War. Even in the World War One. Mm. Also, be worrying because I'm trying to mobilitate people. To yes. to fight the war, but it's also I think so 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 what what they found is that the 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 the, the thing that you can do is 
either dehumanize, dehumanize the enemy. Yeah. So, say the forces of evil, they are not human. They're demons. They're not human. Be humans are nice. So there's no evil in humans, but the evil forces, they are surrounding us, but they are not human. So they are the media, they are the the, 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 the big uh, corporates, but that's not a human. They are a belief, and we should stop believing in those bad things. But uh, how does this, uh, what does this teach us about our daily life, if people are nice? So I think I mean most people realize that like their neighbors are nice and their exactly. colleagues are nice but the farther away the people are so for example immigrants immigrants are very far away from our bed and that's why a lot of people don't like immigrants and they don't want them as their neighbors but then once a immigrant becomes their neighbor they find out that the immigrant actually is also nice Juliana, tu mensaje. People are nice. Does this also apply, like, to the to those people on the airplane that push their seat on my knees? Oh. They're also nice. Oh. They're evil, right? Petro, Petro, you're 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 so so precise. <laughs> It's hard hard questions. These are. 
What do you think? So, what I think is that maybe the chair is evil. <laughs> and the no, but maybe the other person, you know, is super long and doesn't have space and is just yeah. trying to survive. Exactly. <laughs> trying to survive. <laughs> and also, maybe they don't want to put it against your knees, but they just want to survive. And then for you, it feels as if the only thing that they want to do is be annoying to you. Yeah. But I mean, what is very, what is a very cool bridge of this is that there's also something else in this book, in the secrets, the book of secrets. It's called Humankind, if you tuned in just now, in English. Exactly. And in Dutch? De meeste mensen deugen. Goeie mensen. Goeie mensen. But what is very funny, because you're saying, talking about airplanes, is that um, one of the forces of evil, of course, we all know it, is uh, the media. Also And us or the other media? Well, the media, uh, <laughs> mainstream us. media. Okay. And as far as I know, is, is Radio Kakak is, of course, extremely un-mainstream. And yes. a very... Underground. <laughs> <laughs> fully <laughs> um, but uh, with the airplanes is that um, there's a research that flying um, in the last 30 years flying has become way safer so there's less plane crashes less people dying every year because of plane crashes I'm sure so this year there's going to be like a total drop in uh, <laughs> <crash>. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Maybe next year there's going to be a rise. <laughs> but this year there was none. <laughs> um, but the coverage of every airplane crash, so the coverage of the amount of people that die from the media. has gone up from the media. So, so every airplane crash has gone, uh, that has happened has had more media attention. And what is the result of this is that in those 30 years, more and more people have become scared of flying. So even though flying has become safer, people have become more scared. And this is because media have had more and more attention on every time it goes bad. So people think it's scarier because they hear about it more. And what is so bad about this, and what is so, um, uh, what, what, what this, what this, well, this, uh, what it is an argument for the proposition that the media, except Radio Kakak, is a force of evil. <laughs> no, but do I feel we were saying that everyone is nice? <laughs> but the media is not a person, the media is a big. <laughs> the big medium is the message. Exactly. <laughs> no, but okay, wait, let me connect. <laughs> People are afraid of flying even though you don't fly a lot, even though there's less and less crashes, just because the media are talking about crashes more often, because the crashes are more rare. And uh, what's yeah. the relation with the fact that people are nice? So the fact with, with people that are nice is that um, people think that they should be scared of certain things just because there's more coverage of it. So the more immigrants are in the news, the more people think that immigrants are bad and will destroy our countries. 
and w- will destroy a, a society, even though it's not true, and even though there's less and less immigrants. Um, so, for example, today I read on the news that there was a serial killer who got caught and uh, he killed more than 50 people in India and gave them to crocodiles after maybe <laughs> selling their organs. It's very gruesome. Might or may not be fake news, but I read it on the news. And uh, you're saying that these things happen less and less often. Therefore, it goes in the news. <laughs> I shouldn't be scared that this happens. This person sounds like a true evil person. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, the the thing about the war against the forces of evil is that the thing about the war against forces of evil is that we all have a bit of forces of evil in our heart, and someone loses it and let him take over. But But uh, you also should remember that this person was very nice to his crocodiles, probably. Crocodiles loved him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what a dark humor today! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the, the, the basically, the the idea is that similarly we are afraid in our daily life or in our society. We are afraid of things that are not necessarily gonna happen or very likely. It's just that we talk about it a lot. Yes which are not dangerous, but that we are scared of just because other people say, tell us that we should be scared of them. Um, and then it was, is the same thing then that uh, we are scared of other people because the media scares us about other people. Well, yes, the, me- the media is one thing, but also um, I think there's uh, uh, a lot of other different um, uh, images that are put into our minds because it's not only the media. For example, yeah. Sorry about all the people that are listening. They're working for a jour- for a newspaper or the or the news. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's not personal, of course. It's just meant for the media. Message to the media: Do better. <laughs> Press but, release uh, of Radio Kakak. <laughs> Come on, guys. Shall I give another example? No, but I'm trying to understand. Yes, you should give another example. But I'm trying to understand because it's not only about what's in the newspaper, right? It's also no. about like the whole. Yes, it's about worldview the, or the, something. The worldview that we have. So our view if, of other people, and especially people that we do not know so well, is that they are evil. They well, not are necessarily evil. evil, but like not nice or yeah, not exactly. to be trusted. <laughs> Not to be trusted. It's like so, uh, I think it also relates to the fact that there is so many rules and so many checks on people on uh, all sort of them. bureaucracy to make sure that so, people do what they're supposed to do, right? Yeah. So that is what what it also states. So that 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 the, the world, the, the 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 powerful people, they want us to believe that if this bureaucracy and all these rules would not be there, there would be complete chaos. And what yeah. Rutger Brechtman tries to say is that this is complete bullshit, but that, that this world of bureaucracy and rules actually make us want them to still exist and be in power, but actually we don't really need them. We can liberate ourselves from all these yeah, rules. Yeah, liberate ourselves. It's called Beautiful agile said. development. 
agile development in a funnel. Hey, you are going to make another example, or should we play a song called Funky Chicken? <laughs> yes, please. Can you start the example before yes. the song and then finish it after the song? Okay, I think that the example is very important, and it's about a book that... I and many people with me had to read when we were younger, and it was called a, a realist book called Lord of the Flies. And I would say and the funky chicken can eat all the flies. <laughs> yes, let's let the funky chicken do that. <laughs> <laughs> tu ne m'attraperas jamais. Fini chercher pour la maman qui attend nous pour boire un petit coup et puis famille à Osoya. Qui ça qui ça? Fini chercher pour la maman qui attend nous pour boire un petit coup et puis famille à Osoya. Les aiguilles de la montre ne font que tourner où? Oh. Et jamais tu ne pourras m'attraper où? Oh. La mère de ta mère a déjà essayé. Hey. Et le père de ton père a toujours échoué. Hein. Petite maman, tu plantes la graine, tu veux me manger. Petite maman, tu plantes la graine, tu vas échouer où? Oh. Oh. Tu ne m'attraperas jamais. Ah petite maman tu plantes la graine tu veux me manger Petite maman tu plantes la graine tu vas échouer ou oh, 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 Tu ne m'attraperas jamais Tu veux pas m'attraper Fini chercher pour la maman qui attend nous pour boire un petit coup et puis famille à Osoya Qui ça qui ça Fini chercher pour la maman qui attend nous pour boire un petit coup et puis famille à Osoya Qui ça qui ça Fini chercher pour la maman qui attend nous pour boire un petit coup et puis famille à Osoya Petite maman, tu plantes la graine, tu veux me manger. Petite maman, tu plantes la graine, tu vas échouer. Parce qu'on m'appelle It's nice to be nice. It's always a hit. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's nice to be nice. Oh yeah, the example about, about the Lord of the Flies. About another book, and the book is the Lord of the Flies, and this is a book which people say is a realist book. Um, it is a book that actually shows the real way that people are. And what 
the secret, the book of secrets. What happens in the book, very briefly, for this, ah, there yes. is a couple of readers who are dyslexic, they never read books. <laughs> of course, you're very, <laughs> very good to say. And they refused so to watch the movie when they were forced <laughs> to. I, I think that the movie is quite shitty, but that's, that doesn't matter. Um, so the book is, and the movie, is about a, a group of children that uh, ha that are, um, uh, I think that they are on a boat, and the boat sinks, and they uh, have to swim to a uh, uninhabited island. Oh, they're like survivors? I have a song for they're that. Exactly, they're survivors. And these children uh, have to survive, and to do that, they, they try to start a uh, society, uh, a democ democratic society, in which everybody is equal and everybody is not allowed to fight and everybody should have fun i think that these are the three rules that they have oh yeah and the fire should always be lit because if the fire is lit then boats might see them and are they and nice course, or uh, not nice and in the end of this book there's a couple of kids that are killed and other kids that are crippled and bullied and what the book wants to show is that children will fight and that people are just really bad within themselves. So that people that people are not nice. Not to be trusted. And we all read this book in school except these people that managed to avoid <laughs> it. <laughs> to avoid it or just read a summary. But this book was once said to be very realist. Um, but then if you look into this further, like the book, secret book of secret does, is that, uh, because realist means that it would, is a real representation of the world, of course. But the book of secrets tells that it's not a real representation of the world. To start off with, the writer of this book was a very alcoholic, um, alcoholist, a depressed person and I think that a depressed person of course is not uh, a very good representation of humankind and because uh, yeah well that's I think I hope people agree and well, it doesn't have a very a very clear perspective of what what people exactly. are like and what the book says more is that uh, it gives an example of a real Lord of the Flies of a, a group of six boys that are on a uninhibited island for 15 months. It's happened. It happened. This has happened. How old were the boys? In Oceania. They were between 13 and 16, I believe. And that, it was also shipwreck? And they were shipwrecked, yeah, because they, <laughs> they, were, they lived in Tonga, I believe. Oh. And in Tonga, they went to a Christian school, and this Christian school had very shitty food, and they thought, let's, uh, let's uh, lend a boat, um, but they stole it. And go get some fruit. And get, let's get some fish. Oh. But then no one knew how to sail, and they went onto the Pacific Ocean, which of course is a very uh, unintelligent. But did they know and how to fish? Uh, I think that one knew how to fish, okay. yes. <laughs> and then they got shipwrecked 
and then they oh uh, cut to this island. When did this happen? This happened, I think, uh, somewhere in 1960, 1960s or 1970s. Okay. And what happened was that these six boys survived for 15 months and they were very happy, very friendly. They had very, became very good friends. One kid even broke his leg and the other kids, they made that leg be healed. I wow. mean, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. And they had this one rule, which I think is amazing, is that whenever two or more kids had, uh, were fighting, they would send the two kids both into another direction of the island and they had to wait there for a couple of hours and then they had to come back and say sorry to each other oh isn't that amazing wow yeah that's very <laughs> very nice <laughs> very nice <laughs> and so, there, and i also heard that there was some experiments that they made by putting kids isolating kids to see if they would fight it's true but it was it's super true. difficult to get them to fight it's very true. There were different uh, experiments, and I also think this is in a very good jump to another example of the book, which is the Stanford experiment. What's but this that? jump has to go a little slower oh. because you're right. You're right, completely right. There were also experiments with kids because there's a Stanford prison experiment, and this experiment is with old people. Well, with 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 uh, with with uh, grown-ups, adults with yeah. grown-ups but there were also it's, it's true what you're saying there were also experiments with younger kids and these younger kids they were put um, into camps and other things and they were uh, put there and they wanted to have a look whether they would fight or they would be angry with each other and these kids didn't want to fight all the time and even in one experiment they ended up uh, and, and but the, the the people that were doing the experiments, of course, wanted to see them uh, fighting because that would be an exciting uh, result of the experiment. And so these people that were doing the experiment were trying to make them fight, and then these kids ended up telling those people that they should <laughs> just go away because they didn't want to fight, and they were starting to actually uh, bully those adults experimenters away, <laughs> which is. Of course, amazing, because then they were actually trying to be nice to each other and they were trying to destroy the forces of evil. And the cool thing about this is that not only that one experiment was faked, but it's more like that this experiment is like super famous. It's like the Lord of the Flies example. It's just... Exactly. It's the like Stanford it shapes Prince. the way that we see reality. We, it's, we know that these things happen. You cannot trust people. Yeah. People would start fighting against each other. Exactly. But, yeah. But still, I heard uh, I heard uh, that I don't know if I want to tell that story because uh, I wanted to play Survivors. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I wanted to play Survivors. Ooh. What is that? You know the song Survivor. Ah, oh, yes, have, let's uh, do it. You can you have to choose now between a reggae version of Survivor of the Destiny's Child. Or uh, a song that uh, is actually based on traditional band from Colombia. They <gasps> bang on drums. It's old women that bang on drums and sing in a choir. 
at funerals. Wow. Which one? <laughs> How can you choose, right? It's impossible. I mean, I, I, one thing is very important. Is the funeral a happy occasion or not? Well, only if we hear the song, we will find out. Let's do that then. Let's find out if they're dancing. And also, do you know about these... Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's Colombian, but at least in the Amazon, the people that can actually drum on the water. Oh, and it's, it's an instrument? It's an instrument, the water. Did That's you know a great this? tip. No, I didn't know. You can do, 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 do. I will have a look and see during this song whether I can find it, and I will send it to the very secured web to you. Okay. All right, two after the song. government otherwise we will all just die um, I mean this is just not true I can also give the example of the bonobo uh, monkey one of the monkeys that we are most closely related to 
like when they when two bonobo groups see meet each other um they have an orgy <laughs> <laughs> did you notice <laughs> they just have sex all together <laughs> yeah i knew that the bonobo have an exciting sex life and then at some point i stopped studying it because they thought oh people would get inspired we don't want that yeah. And that we and that we always think that we are very closely related to chimps who mostly really fight badly. Yeah, what was the story? Jane Goodall, the famous yeah, uh, Jane chimps, Goodall. She witnessed a war between gangs of chimps. She's like yes. scientist who's, who lived with chimps, not with but next to chimps for super long. So she really got to understand them. Yeah, and then she witnessed the war between gangs of chimps, which went on for years, three years, yes. or something. But the bonobo. <laughs> bonobo was just having sex. <laughs> oh, I don't know if people are nice. It seems like uh, you are pretty convinced. I'm, I'm also <laughs> convinced. But after all, everybody has a bit of good and a bit of evil in their heart. True. But so the cool, what I think, what the book tries to say is that um, we are made to believe that we have more evil than good, and. Uh, and the world wants us to believe that we are more uh, evil than good, but that the book says that this it comes because of the media and old experiments and the thing that we, like that the world wants us to believe this so that the people in power are necessary, but um, that truly we are not that evil, but we are nicer than we think. And... Um I don't know, I think maybe it's time to ask the listener. Yeah. Or the other listener. Or the other other listener. How many listeners are there? I don't know, a hundred? It depends <laughs> on which time frame. <laughs> if you if for example if the listener now who's loving it, of course, listening up to this point, shares it with another person, then there's one more listener, for example. True. And this can go can on see, forever. Can you see how many listeners there are? Yeah, but I cannot disclose it. I don't want to endanger them. But I give the big shout. <laughs> hey, listeners, live listeners, we love you. And uh, yeah, I think it's time for you, live listener, to tell us what you think of this. Especially share with us uh, things that you are convinced that people are actually not nice. And then we can see if uh, Leroy can demolish it using facts from this book. Which is called, can you remind the book for the people that just tuned in? Um, the Meeste Mensen Deugen in Dutch or Humankind A Hopeful History by Rutger Brechtman. Yeah, how long ago does this guy, which may or may not be you, think that this whole idea that people are more unnice or evil than they actually are? Come, came about how long how long ago was that does it say something that, about that ah that is i think 200 years ago uh, i forgot the name who of the person that started that theory it's not um, even that old no okay it's so. also the same time that there were a lot of um race uh studies too because there was a before it was just people had slaves and people um did stuff like that just because they wanted to have slaves and they didn't really care. Um, but after a while, 
um, people thought that they were being bad, and they don't. People don't want to be bad, and because they didn't want to be bad, other people started to think of how they can still have slaves but not feel bad about it, and that's why race theories came into to play. Yeah, but on the other hand, there's always been like uh, human exploitation and slavery across all True. sorts of cultures and societies. We should stop it. Oh, we should so stop it, it most definitely. But it's, it's not good or bad. Well, it's definitely very bad. But if they wanted to have slavery, maybe they, they were not so nice. True. But maybe they thought that the slavery was a normal thing. Um, and how do yeah, you keep yeah. slavery? How do you promote yourself a slave uh, to, to have slavery? Is to make other people and yourself believe that it is nice to be a slave owner. And how can you do that by saying that other people are less than uh, you? So if you say black people are less than you, uh, and they're not even human in some sense, so dehumanize the slave, the black person, then from that you can say, I am allowed to enslave them because otherwise they will be less well off than as a slave of me. Wait, are you saying that all people in the world have the same rights and dignity? Of course. And this is also something that we still... like. There's a lot of people that still believe that uh, non-white people are um, less intelligent or less, um, uh, less civilized than white people. They're and just that's also less white. And <laughs> less white. Because like, this idea of being white is just an idea. Like it is not a race. It's it's not there's there's just one human race. It's the human. And we are all human and we are all equal and we are all the same we have all the same potential of being smart and the same potential um, of being wise and um, of being, being nice of being nice <laughs> yeah of the Bonobos was definitely in there. Was it live? It was definitely live. <laughs> nice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was live and it was recorded. Like this conversation right now. I sometimes sneakily go back live just when good conversation come out. Hey, I, want, I wanted to ask you one thing because we talked about people can be trusted. It's not like 
like we think that they cannot uh, and this has some implication for politics maybe for <laughs> project management <laughs> or for uh, yeah how you look at immigration and fear of flying or uh, fear of children and fear of murders but uh, wars but how do, uh, with, uh, did this book give you some feeling about your own personal life okay then it's different like I think uh, I think yes this has and of course it's the same as my superpower it's a long road and it's a long journey and I think that it's a very long journey also to be enlightened by the idea of people being nice and I think that this book which holds a lot of the secrets of not being of the nicety of being nice is in this book but I think that one thing that it really showed me is that in my heart I used to believe that other people are selfish and are not always to be trusted and that the reason that I think this is my education and my form uh, life and everything that I believe is true and I think what is very special is that it's not founded on experience because all of my experiences with other people in my life I think that 99% were very nice and the ones that were not very nice I think that most of them I can explain why it was not nice because like maybe it was just a problem like the person putting his chair back in the airplane he probably had a reason although or she although that person is still very annoying it wasn't his intention or her intention to be unnice wait are you saying also that for example if your boss say you work at a publishing company and then your boss is like the most annoying person and uh, does all sort of things that you don't understand and you have to comply to and then you think why because it's an asshole and <laughs> maybe even in that case your boss is nice well, i mean there's still a lot of um the the reason that the first thing that we want to believe that we tend to believe is that that person is not nice although there's a thousand reasons for your boss being an asshole I mean, I, I myself have a boss, and <laughs> that person is a very big... I Sometimes I think <laughs> it's, a, uh, uh, it's an asshole, but then when I talk to that person, it seems to be the nicest person in the world, and I find out more about the reasons of annoyance. All right. And so that's how you also... You think that this is... Something that already happened before you read the book or after you read the book? No, so I think that what the book really discloses is that um, uh, what it showed me is that when I listen to someone and I think that that, or I see someone and I think that, that person is not, uh, it does something that I do not like, that I tend to think that that person is not nice and it's doing it because it's not nice but what that book tells me actually is that the idea of people not being nice that is founded on 
beliefs which are not founded on facts and that the facts show that people actually are nice and that the only reason that they don't act nice is or are not uh, represented nice in my to my eyes is that <laughs> that um, uh, something either uh, the situation doesn't let them uh, be nice or uh, that they don't recognize being unnice. And also, if it's if it's just the forces of evil who make yeah. them be unnice, only through exactly. loving them you will defeat them. So you say, you know, you're being an asshole, but I still <laughs> love you. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, Tell me more about what's what's uh, assholing you. If you believe that other people are always nice, then you'll find out that in the end they most of the time seem to be nice yeah but it's not and, like and all people are nice necessarily but in general you can start yeah. from the idea that people are nice we are like the 10 houses 20 adults do these meetings to decide what to do with the house and the garden of course there's a lot of discussions and uh, you know sometimes you tend to think that the other person is doing what they do because just to damage you or to, to annoy you yeah and that's what everybody thinks but actually of course everybody knows that they're actually being reasonable it's just the yeah. other but then when you actually talk and have a good conversation face to face it always comes up like oh it's like that okay no yeah. you're right of course <laughs> yeah or that you just think that you understand best but then they have a piece of information that you do not have. They or have the so many pieces of information that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna after this show is over. I'm gonna go to their door, <laughs> ring, and, and get give some pieces, and get some pieces of information. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that is the biggest piece of information that I was missing, and that this book gave me, is that um, most of the time people actually are not not nice but are nice Leroy thank you so much for your fantastic use of superpower in life life except they totally fictional Yes. And now it's almost time to go back to real life. Oh. I was wondering. But any time we can go back to this planet, planet Kakak, by listening. But shouldn't we um, still tell them the game? Yeah, we definitely should. And the message to mankind. To humankind. Oh, I have a message from a listener. Oh. Who says. I took a lot of trains and airplanes and everybody is taking off their face mask <laughs> equals people are assholes. <laughs> and there is even an equation because it says is people are assholes. So you're as a mathematician ah. who believes people are nice. How do you analyze this situation? <laughs> Of course, this, this equation <laughs> seems to be completely true, but the thing where it goes wrong is that people are assholes. It entails that people um, have 
the reason that people take off their face mask is because they are assholes and what makes them assholes is that they do not care for other people's well-being and i think that here there is a big conflict of interests because what is other people's well-being if i have the information that corona will kill me within 10 seconds or corona gives me heart problems within uh, to, to everybody that has corona if this is the information that i have then i think that taking off your mask is a very as holy deed and not as holy but as holy deed what? <laughs> it's very important the difference and and I think that the people that take off their mask don't take it off because they want to infect other people with corona, but they think that taking off the mask will not affect infect other people with corona. They don't have the right and information, so they, they're trying to be nice, and of course nice to themselves, but also, you know, they don't yeah. want to be asked well, to other people. Exactly, and I think that there's a difference in information, and who has the right information, of course, is always a country. I mean, the one person will say, I have the right information. The other person will say, I have the right information. But I am quite certain that people taking off the, the, the face mask don't do it in order to infect other people. I think they are weighing the chances and they probably, I mean, if you ever find someone sneezing in the train and not having a face mask, well, that person will definitely have some force of evil in them. Unless the person knows nothing about the pandemic. And I also think that this this this, this question that is asked right now... Actually, we, we have a name, it's Alga. Hey, Alga, from Italy. Hey, Alga. Big green. Alga. So, so one thing is very important also is that, and I think it's very questionable, is that the question is, they are not following the instructions of the government, putting on a mask, and therefore they are assholes. And what this um, statement says is that because the government says we have to do it, we should do it. And this is something that does not have to apply. I mean, it is not true that the government is always right because, for example, and this of course is an example that no one wants to hear, but uh, um, there are bad governments. And we can of course go back to Nazi Germany we can also go to USA Do Donald Trump or we can go to Chile Pinochet we can go to Nixon we can go to Putin we can go to uh, China or Pump, uh, Pope uh, what is it again? Uh, Pope, Pope, Pope? I think the, the spies and the hackers just they were falling asleep a bit <laughs> they're like what? what? <laughs> totally I'm awake now to good run. morning spies <laughs> <laughs> We're going too far. I yeah, hope thanks Alga for creating so understands. many enemies. Yes, Alga said I agree, <laughs> and laughs and send me some laughter. Alga. Oh man, I love Alga. <laughs> All right, um, uh, Leroy. Challenge. How can the listener get points? That's the core question. Yes. The points. So what are the points? Maybe first. What are the yeah, points? Yeah, maybe. And what is this? Yeah, what is what? Who is in first? What's the game? So, how is it going with the game? We have right now um, 
eight players, of which Ken4 is winning with 210 points. She reached the rank of listener. Second one is Don Joy. She's, he's still at the rank of follower because you need 200 points to get from follower to listener. You need 1,500 points to unlock the mission. And when you unlock the mission, it's not just about, you know, reading, listening to a silly radio show and doing some silly things. We're actually going to go on a mission together. Most definitely. Yes. So if you, if, you, if you haven't played, you can subscribe. And I'm talking to you, Alga. <laughs> <laughs> and you, other listener. Uh, you can subscribe and you will be a rookie, but it's very easy to get the first 100 points to become a follower. So how do you get these points? Now that everybody's hyped up about the points. So the points, how do we get points? It's 150 points. First person gets 150 points and the second gets 100. Okay, so what is it? So what is one of the forces of evil? And of course, one of the forces of evil is the trolling hackers and the trolling bad people on the social media. And what do trolling people do? They uh, try to... Um, put um, very unimportant and very bad images of the world and of people. They spread fear and they spread, they spread hate fear. between yeah. us, the people. They, they try to say that people are not nice. And what we want you to do is to troll in a good way. And therefore, you have to troll. Uh, you have to um, pump up some very important uh, uh view of the world um, on social media. So what we want you to do is to share someone else's uh, uh, points made on social media and share their point and give them a compliment on their point. So say, for example, that, um, for example, Molotov, who is talking with me, uh, se uh, puts on Facebook the, the message it's very nice to be nice, then what you should do is share Molotov's statement and then give uh, him or her a compliment. Doesn't need to be uh, me. Actually, I would be embarrassed if it's me. But it can, be, <laughs> it can be me. It can also be Leroy. Basically, if you see on social media, it's something that you like, and normally you would just appreciate it in silence, we want you to make noise. So you just share it and write even when you share it good point or very nice of you oh, oh yeah that pretty thing that you share so this is clear uh before we play the reggae version of survivors you can also look up the the previous episodes challenge which you can also get points and there's also some other bonus points which i'm gonna announce at the end of the podcast because now the people in the podcast really want to go home so let's cut it and then we do a cool down session all right, survival reggae, and then the message to mankind. In it. Now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. You thought that I'd be weak without you, but I'm stronger. You thought that I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer. You thought that I'd be sad without you, I laugh harder. Thought I wouldn't grow without you, now I'm wiser. Thought that I'd be helpless without you, but I'm smarter. You thought that I'd be stressed without you.
Leroy, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom and your superpower with me and the listeners of Radio Kakak. What's your message to mankind before you disappear back into your real life? I think that there's two messages of um, mankind. Humankind. I don't know if that's allowed. Yes, it is because humankind <laughs> has an individualistic character and a fully because in every person I think there is one humankind and I think that for that individualistic person I think it is know thyself and for the humankind in all I think it is one love You have listened to Radio Kakak Live. You made it up to this point. You get one, two, three, four, five, ten points. Because you made it up to this point. And that was it. Leroy, thank you so much for your words of steel. And uh, your memory of steel, actually. You quoted all the facts to convince us that people are nice. And especially it's nice to be nice. It follows from that. Listener, thank you so much for your attention and for your points. Forces of evil, we respect you, but we come after you. And if you want to listen to other episodes, you can find this on Mixcloud. It's called Radio Kak Kak with all, of, all the Ks, but probably you already knew that. We're also on some podcast uh, apps, but only underground ones because we are underground, like uh, Player FM and Podcast Guru. So we can just come, bam, in your pocket. But of course, the podcast doesn't have all the funky stuff that the live has because live has, uh, has the warm-up and the cool-down which are maybe the best part <laughs> adios